0: the TPE, the trade exception. I think I've heard more about that from Warrior fans than any other topic since they've stopped playing. I kind of feel though, like people are being a little too optimistic on what type of player it will actually net. Remember, it possibly may not even be used. It expires on October 24th. And that's well before the planned late November draft. But now that most teams are out of the bubble and into their offseason, I think we can have a little more of a realistic discussion on some of these possibilities. Let's start with OKC and Dennis Schroeder. The Thunder appear to be going into a complete rebuild. Donovan is out. Now, can they move Chris Paul? Obviously, a ton of teams want him, but not with that contract on their book. So if they end up stuck with him, Schroeder might be obtainable. Now, why would the Dubs want him? It's it's pretty obvious, right? Besides the fact that he's the reigning sixth man of the year. Hold up though, real quick. I wanna shout out the drip. My guy, Mikel Anthony, is not only a chef, but a clothing designer and a huge dubs fan, as you can see by the splash-inspired gear. Go peep the storefront. My girls, they want the tie-dye drip. Yeah, that's back in style, but you'll probably catch me in the hoodie though, cause it is about to be hoodie season. Go check out his YouTube channel, The Drip, as well as his storefront and check out the gear. He also has become a very good on-ball defender and disruptor defensively. I mean, that type of quickness and motor, it's God-given, and that's a commodity. He can create his own shot, right? He's kind of an ISO scorer, again, using that elite quickness. And he's developed a nice touch, right? He's a nice scorer, and he can get his own. At 27, he's in the prime of his career. Now, things that also need to be considered, I think, look, he's a strong personality. And I'm not saying he wouldn't fit in the locker room, but I think that that's an unknown variable when it comes to Dennis the Menace, right? And then one of his strengths is kind of against the Warriors' system fit. He kind of needs the ball, right? He's an on-ball player. He's an iso-scorer. It's not necessarily the type of guard that the Warriors tend to go for. But that being said, we just watch him have arguably his most successful season sharing the ball with two other ball-dominant guards. And then money. It's essentially a one-year rental. I mean, you imagine that Dennis still feels like he's probably a starter in this league, and I would imagine that he would price himself out beyond returning after the one year. So that's got to be considered. Here's one I know everyone's going to get hyped for. Kelly-O. o Look, man, when he's not playing a village extra on Game of Thrones, he's stroking the three ball for the heat. I'm not going to go too deep into Miami's incentives here. They've got cap issues. Or I'll just say they have cap priorities that put Kelly very low on that list. What the Warriors would be getting is a stretch big who shoots 40% from the arc and pulls down five boards per in under 20 minutes a game. Let's not also ignore that he brings some goonery to the table, right? I mean, he's thought of as probably one of the dirtiest players in the league, to be honest with you. And I'm not promoting dirty play, But I'd rather have it with me than against me. You feel me? So he does bring that extra element of toughness and, again, goonery, for a lack of a better term. He's also a system fit. Shoot, pass, rebound. All of which he does above average. Other things I think that need to be considered, though, would be, look, he's injury prone. And that is probably the cost of his antics, right? His willingness to get so physical and some of the extracurricular things that he engages in, a lot of the time it leads to him being chipped up. And then defensively, I mean, I'm not going to call him a liability, but he's not a rim protector and he will get attacked and picked on in pick and roll action. The other thing that I thought was interesting is they have him listed at 6'11". Unless he's wearing Tim's. Or maybe the Nick Collison special editions. I feel like he's more like 6'9"-ish. And the Warriors, let's face it, already have a bunch of 6'9"-ish centers on the roster. All right, let's touch on Eric Gordon here. No, he don't get a highlight pack. We know who he is. And honestly, look, if he could stay healthy, Eric Gordon is an all-star caliber player. And he would be a great fit. But at this point, he is who he is. And with his built, he's never going to be healthy. And then you look at his contract and his age, and I know that a lot of people have been eyeing Eric Gordon, but to me, it's just a no-go. It's too risky. The contract's too long. And when push comes to shove and you really need him, is he going to be able to be available? What's the saying? The best ability is availability. And that's what Eric Gordon is lacking. And so to me, he's just a no-go. But Will Barton might be. And I know Denver sure could have used him in this bubble, but Giving Gary Harris 80, and now Denver looking like they're going to have to throw a bag at Jeremy Grant, not to mention Porter Jr. eventually having to get paid, Barton might just be the odd man out in Denver. The known warrior killer. He fits the bill, right? He's a versatile wing who shoots the three well enough. You love his motor. You love his athleticism. And then the other thing is he's not a rental. You get him for the 21 and 22 season. I think the big question about Will is that knee that's held him out of the bubble. I mean, he's a guy that at 29 years old who is very reliant on his athleticism and motor, this could be a turning point in his career. But I will say he does appear to have that wiry type frame that tends to bounce back well. And then more importantly, the confidence too, right? He's a confident player. The other two things that I think need to be acknowledged is he's a very streaky shooter and he's a finisher. He's not looking to pass the ball, like, at all. And if you were to join the Warriors, I think you would definitely catch him looking off Steph and at times. All right, here's my sleeper pick. Norman Powell. Is Toronto going to pay Fred VanVleet? What about Serge? OG's going to be due up, right? So... Don't scoff at the thought that they would be willing to part with Norman Powell. What would the Warriors be getting? Is a player in the prime of his career who is very similar to Will Barton, but he's a little smaller and I think he's a little more consistent. Like Barton, you're getting him for two seasons as well. It's not just a rental. And I just like his toughness. I like his instant energy. And as we know, his championship experience. Now... He isn't much of a playmaker either. He's he's not a guy you're gonna ask to initiate the offense like they did with a Sean or an Andre. He's much more of a Barbosa type. And he's also undersized. I was surprised to see that he's listed at only six foot three. I feel like he plays much bigger than that, right? He's he's got some bounce and and just his physicality and aggression make him seem like a bigger player. But I think it's also something that you need to make note of. Like you probably don't want him guarding up in position too much. All right, so those are my trade exception targets. Again, the 24th's creeping up on us. It's almost October, so Bob's got to get on this. Um, Go ahead and rank these possibilities in the comments, and if I've left somebody out, let me know. Of course I have, right? But uh, I can't give it all to you at once. I'm out, y'all.